106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our lady of blessed acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive track rear on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, and it is that time of the day, Drive Radio KLZ 560. Yes, yeah, special thanks last week to Dennis and the crew for filling in. I appreciate it very much. And I was on vacation back. Ken Rackley with me today from Toon Tech Automotive over in Aurora. And we appreciate, by the way, all of you listening. And lines are open. If you want to call us, please do 303-477-5600. Question of the day. Yes, Daytona 500 was last weekend, so I'm probably a week off in this one. But it doesn't matter. It's, it's still a great question. Now, I want to make sure I specify this. This isn't car movies. This is going to be favorite racing movies, okay? And by the way, that can be car, horse, boat. I don't care. It doesn't make any difference what it is. Because racing season, with you know, when Daytona 500 fires up, it's kind of the beginning of the racing season, if you would, for a lot of sports, by the way. Sure. Not just yeah. auto well, racing, well, it's but er- for Early a lot. spring other than here. Correct. You know? Thanks. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. So for what South, is your favorite up. racing movie? Car or otherwise, it doesn't have to be again. And I don't want your favorite car movie. I'm not asking right. that. Well, like, like your favorite you, racing movie. If you look at Days of Thunder, it really wasn't about the cars. No, uh, you know, it wasn't about that. Correct. You know, it was about racing. The whole story. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah. that's kind of where I'm going yeah. with this. Is yeah. if it's if it is automotive, fine. But you know, it could it could be the favorite snail race of whatever. I don't care. Whatever whatever it happens to be, I don't care. As long as it's a racing movie, that is the question of the day. What is your favorite racing movie? All right. One question I do want to get going here on uh, quickly this morning because this did come in, and we don't have any calls right now. So I thought this would be a good time to do it. And I got this question in from a listener, so I will respond to this and let them know that they can hear it in the podcast of today. Or if you're listening right now, here is your answer. Wondering if there might be a podcast or an upcoming show where I might learn more about the best tires for Colorado. By the way, great question, especially after this last week, last couple of weeks. Yeah. Actually, last eight weeks we've had snow. <laughs> right. Presently, I'm driving a 2011 Honda Pilot even though I'd rather be driving my 1989 BMW. Well, if the BMW is a all-wheel drive, then you could potentially drive that even with the right tires. Uh, a rear-wheel drive, even with the right tires, gets a little bit dicey depending upon what snowfall we've got and so on. And the 2011 Honda Pilot, we can talk about that one. Now, what I, what I want to make sure I say as well, and I'm going to go back to the 89 BMW, it's not that you couldn't put the right tires on a rear-wheel drive car and still get from A to B. What's happened from even when Ken and I were young, because back when I was a kid, that's all I had was a rear-wheel drive yeah. car yeah, with exactly. studded snows on it, and away you'd go. Right. The difference was back then we didn't have the amount of traffic and I'll just be frank, we didn't have the amount of knuckleheads out there driving right. around that you had to worry about that you do today. Well, and right? And, well, right, exactly. You didn't have the amount of traffic and this and and it's not 
every snowstorm is the same because there's different types of snow. Correct. There's light, fluffy stuff like we've been having. There's heavy, slushy stuff that is just harder for anything to get through. Correct. And and cars sat higher back then, and there and the tires were point. narrower and things good like point. that. So there was a lot yeah, we had, of different we had narrow fourteen inch typically tires. Right. Exactly. You put a studded snow on it that wasn't any more than probably six or seven inches wide. Right. Yeah. Would that cut through the snow and get good traction? Absolutely, yep, they would. Exactly. We don't have that anymore. No, uh-uh. no you have. You have eight, nine, ten-inch wide tires, low profile. There's no no rubber well, and on especially them, so rear-wheel speak. drive cars really have typically wide. I mean, because right. they're typically a sports type car. Exactly. If it's a rear-wheel drive car. Yeah. So yeah, they and and, and by, and by Just, the way, rear-wheel drive trucks. You know, two-wheel drive trucks only. They weren't any good even when Ken and I were no, young. No, right. Exactly. <laughs> They've never <Yeah>. been good. <laughs> there's no weight. So there's no weight on the back end. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And then yeah. Okay. So uh, real quick before we go to our first break, what are some good choices of tires. Again, this is an individual driving a 2011. I don't know if it's a he or a she. I didn't didn't look. Doesn't make any difference, by the way. Right. Uh, but what's a decent? And I'm I am still a guy that believes if you can run a set of really aggressive winter tires, Blizzak, something along those lines in the winter, and then switch those out. You've got the ability to store those tires during the summer months, put your summer tires back on. I'm still a big believer in doing that. Yes, you're going to spend a little bit of money on the mounting and balancing, but your longevity of those two sets of tires almost doubles the life of a set of tires and sure. gives you the right tire at the right season. Right, exactly. Well, and and one thing too, I mean you can get a set of wheels, you know, That's get true a, too. get a whole different set of wheels for another 500 bucks and then valve stems, you know, another 100 or 150 or whatever. Have those mounted and then just run them season per season and you can usually program those yourself when you swap them out, things like that. And you know, so you're not paying that mounting and balancing for the life of those tires, which would probably be three or four seasons. So you're going to pay That's for one point. set of rims if you plan on holding on to that vehicle. And you can find something that you that looks sharp and, and stuff like that. Well, especially if, yeah, to Ken's point, so there's two ways to do that. If you've already got a really nice set of wheels and tires on it now and you want to keep those as your summers, great, yeah. do so. Yeah. And then go buy a set that, even if they've been curb-chipped a few times, as long as they're straight and they're good, exactly. you could run those in the wintertime with a set of winter tires. Yeah. doesn't really matter what they look like at that point. Right. They're going to exactly. get all, you know, uh, salted up and so on anyway. Exactly. So it really doesn't – you can even run a set of steel wheels if you could find them, depending upon what yeah. application you have. Yeah, really. Or – Go to a salvage yard or just, you know, and have them pull a set of fours off. Right. And, yeah. The other option is if you've got a set that you're really not fond of today – and you'd like to upgrade into yeah. a really nice set, yeah. then do so. Put those yeah. on as your summers. Yeah. Keep the existing set that you have now that maybe you're not super fond of. That, keep those for the winter. That might catch a curb. That might get exactly. a, and get the And then you've got out, both uh, ends of it. I, I like yeah. Ken's idea. So yeah. what type of tire, though, that we go back to? And, again, this really does depend upon whether you've got two sets or one. Yeah. Let me make sure that I explain this correctly as well because – like anything in life, when we're trying to get a one-size-fits-all application, right. there's give and take yeah. on either end. And let me explain that. If you find a really nice, solid winter tire that works really great in the winter, typically that means it's not going to be as great of a tire in the summer months. Right. It's and- either going to be noisier, mm-hmm. it's a little bit more aggressive, the wearability isn't going to be as great because right. typically those are softer compound tires, right. which is what makes them stick to the snow and the ice better, right. or you know, get rid of the snow and stick to the ice better is the way I should explain that. Yeah. So there's always some give and take in a 
one-size-fits-all sure. application. The, the, it, it, in well, my opinion, there really isn't one that does all of it really, right. really well because you're giving and taking somewhere. Yeah, traction-wise, too. I mean, on the snow tires, you're not going to have good traction on, on dry pavement. I mean, it, it, it's just a softer compound, so it doesn't grip as well. Correct. But on snow, it's going to grip really well. And, so am I yeah. am I making sense with yeah, all this? Oh yeah, yeah. So you and it, I are. Ma- and this is a hard one to explain related. to somebody yeah, just saying, exactly. you know, what's the best winter? You know, what's the yeah. best tire to run for Colorado? Yeah. I think the answer I'm going to give is it depends on a the vehicle, b where you live, and c the type of driving that you do. Because really, the best way to look at that is how we presented this initially: two sets. Yeah. For us in Colorado is still my preferred choice if you can make that happen. Right. Yeah, exactly. And and I know for a lot of people it's not. You know, you just can't do that. But, uh, you know, if you don't have a garage, you can't store those that extra set of wheels or tires, then, you know, a good all season just, you know, and it's kind of hard to say what would be a good all season there again. Again, that comes down to the vehicle, the size. What driving you're doing. Yeah, I'm a guy where if you can run just a winter tire and it's more of a – a you know non off road vehicle uh, you know for a regular you know front wheel drive type vehicle for example I think the Blizzaks are e- extremely extremely difficult to beat now is that a tire I want to run all year long nope you'll wear them out too fast yeah, if right. you do yeah um, I don't even like running mine on dry pavement when you don't have to just because <laughs> right. you, you can tell by listening to them that mm-hmm. they're they're I wouldn't say ch- getting chewed up but but you're definitely putting wear on them on dry pavement that yeah. you wouldn't be on. A regular, you know, regular summer set of tires. Exactly. But do they have? You know, I'll give you an example. My little Chevy Bolt, which is a little electric, you know, EV. Yes, that vehicle's a little bit heavier, but it's a very small car, so there's not a lot of weight there in general. That car with Blizzax in the winter, I can almost put up against anybody driving any type of SUV almost anywhere. As long as the snow's not above three inches deep, I can take that car literally anywhere I want to go. Right. Yeah. With, with no problem whatsoever because of that particular tire now does that mean that can every car with that set of tires operates the same way of course not i'm not making a blanket statement this is where it does come back down to you the vehicle the tire and so on yeah uh don's got a got a comment on tires real quick before the break let's take that donald welcome uh hello um i have a 98 mercury grandmark t very low mileage twenty-seven thousand miles on it and I have studded snow tires on it in the winter. And I drove last year from Greeley, Colorado, to the uh, to the Denver airport and back uh, in that terrible snowstorm that was a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had to get my wife there for a, 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 for a flight. And nobody else was on the road. And you couldn't see the traffic lights or anything else because the snow had packed up on them. And... Uh, you couldn't see the dividers on the on the road. I used 85 from Greeley up to 120, and then over to Tower Road. And I got onto a, a few places where I couldn't tell where to turn, mm-hmm. and I ended up. But there was nobody else on the road but that Mercury Grandmark G. Yeah, and it went any place you wanted to go with those studded snow tires on it. Of course, it has limited slip in the rear end. Right. Sure. No, that that goes back to the comment that, you know, Ken and I made about when we were kids, Donald. I mean, that car really kind of fits what we used to drive as kids because you didn't have front-wheel drive really as as far as popularity in the U.S. until the X-bodied cars and the K cars from Chrysler came out in 1980. 
really front-wheel drive wasn't a mainstream thing. Yeah, there was a few foreign cars running around with front-wheel yeah. drive, but it wasn't really mainstream until yeah. about then. So a lot of us grew up with what you're driving, Donald. Well, well and that's why they kept them on the you know police and, and stuff like that, State Patrol. That's why they kept they them were for great so cars. long because even – yeah, even in bad weather. That's like right. That, the right tires. That's right. Because it was heavy enough, you go wherever you wanted yeah, to. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is my fifth Grand Marquis. Great car, uh, by the way. And I buy them yeah. from from estates, from estates. Oh, sure. Uh, you know, old, young people don't want them. So when you get <laughs> oh, they're there, great cars, by the way, Donald. That is one of the best cars you can still own. You today. know, you'd be surprised how many of my customers have that in the grand and the um, and the Ford. Uh, Lincoln or a, the, uh, uh, it, it uh, escapes me right now. Hopes. Crown Vic, yeah, Crown yeah, Vic. There the we Crown go, Ford Crown Vic. Yeah, Crown yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, it's amazing how many of my customers that are younger. I mean, you know, well, young, lot younger than me. They like that car. That like that car. It, yeah. it, it's it's sort of because that. Once somebody learns about it, it's one of those that you know. That's one of those cars. I think Donald is going to be around for a very long time because people understand its value. Yeah, right. Exactly. One. Yeah. Well, I have two of them. And I um, uh, and I'm plan on driving them the rest of my life. Yeah, uh, I happen to be 88 years old, by the way. <laughs> well, got a long way like to go. Very well, that's Donald. right. Good exactly. for you. That's okay. Right. Thank you. Good for Thank you, you Donald. Donald. Thanks yeah. for the phone call. He is, and by the way, spot on. This is exactly what we were talking about earlier. So, all right, I got another question that just came in on the different settings on some of the all-wheel drive vehicles that are out there. That's a great question, by the way, especially with what we just went through. We will. I doubt very seriously if that was the last snowstorm we just had. Yeah, we'll uh, we are, yeah. we had sort of a late start to all of this. I think you're going to see us have snow all the way into probably late March, if not early April. Yeah. I can't say that exactly because I don't know. It could stop snowing tomorrow and not yeah. snow the rest of the year, but chances of it snowing are pretty high. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, you all know. So yeah. we'll get into that in a moment. Don't go anywhere. Uh, lines are open, 303-477-5600. Text line, some of you are texting in as well, 307 200 8222. We'll be right back, though. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Rates are low, but are you still paying too much interest? Why continue to pay most of your interest up front like a conventional loan when you can use the asset manager to save thousands in unnecessary interest costs? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. The asset manager is a simple interest loan, which means when your payoff decreases, your payment decreases, and so does your interest. Our clients are paying off their home in half the time. They're not changing their spending habits, and they have access to their equity for 30 years, even after it's paid off. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Think about it. This simple interest loan allows you to own your home faster, access your equity for 30 years, which means never having to refinance over and over and over again to pay off debts or for home improvements. No more requalifying, no more additional costs. Call 720-895-0500, affordable interest mortgage, and see for yourself. You're in control, not the bank. NMLS 298191, regulated by DOOR, equal credit lender. Did you know that the dental health of your pet is extremely important? Your pet can also get periodontal disease, and it's one of the most common clinical conditions seen by the veterinarians at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. This may come as a surprise, but most adult dogs and cats show some signs of the disease by the time they reach three years of age. If left untreated, pet dental disease can also lead to pain, tooth loss, infection, and even damage to the vital organs such as heart, liver, and kidneys. Your pet's dental health is important to Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. In recognition of National Pet Dental Health Month, which is observed every February, we're placing the spotlight on periodontal disease and what pet owners can do to prevent and treat this serious condition. 
Call today and schedule your pet's exam. Call 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. You can also visit LoneTreeVet.com. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E, PR, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. Most of us think of the days when we'll be retired. Have you planned well enough to be able to do the things you love when that time comes? When will you take Social Security? Have you thought about health care during your retirement days? Will you stay in your current home or move to another part of the country or world? These are all questions Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will ask you. The only way Al can help you with your financial future is to know what your future goals are. You don't want to be that person that tries to retire only to find themselves back at work because there wasn't enough money to handle all the expenses. Al will stress test your current plan, if you have one, and show what needs to be changed to make sure you achieve your financial goals. Al doesn't just help you with your financial goals either. He'll help you achieve your personal goals as well. That's Al's goal for all of his clients. He wants you to be financially free so you can achieve the things you've always wanted to do. Call Al Smith today at 303-744-1128 or visit our website, drive-radio.com. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Jack and Boulder, hang tight. I want to get this question that was texted in really quick from Dave. 2003 Trailblazer can explain the difference between four-wheel drive settings, i.e. four-wheel auto, four-wheel high, four-wheel low, and in his case, four-wheel high seems to make the engine run a little rough. Is it a possibly a vacuum leak? Well, number one, no, because that's all done electronically on that vehicle. So, no, there's no vacuum leak, anything along those lines. Ken has an explanation on the the running side of it, and then I'll explain the differences in the modes once he's done with that. Yeah, so like in four-wheel drive and and the way that auto works and things like on that. On the GM side. On the Yeah, on the GM side. So, you know, your two-wheel drive, you are just got the rear differential going, you're just driving down the road. Um, in four-wheel drive, not in four-wheel drive auto, but in four-wheel drive, it's engaged all the time. That front differential's in, and the transfer case is driving that front differential. Right. So... And I, I have that same vehicle, and it you feel a roughness as you're driving just because the four-wheel Everything's drive is locked, especially in the lock mode. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You've got more things turning, more things and, engaged. And everything is, at that point, locked together. The only thing that's a differential, which is why we use that term, is the rear differential itself from side to side, front differential itself side to side, but there is no differential from front to back when right. it's in the lock mode. Exactly. Those shafts are turning the same That's speed. Right. And so you're going to so, feel a little roughness yeah. when it's that way. Exactly. Now, that being said, goes into my next comment. 
And some of this I've learned even from, you know, since I was turning a wrench and doing all of that. While the auto four-wheel drive mode seems really cool, and it is, and there are certain applications where it's probably useful to have, keep in mind, when it's in that auto mode, because it's now got a clutch pack acting as that differential between the front and the rear, and the reason we need that is because they're all traveling at different distances. Okay, when you turn a corner, one tire is traveling, a, you know, the outside tire is going a further distance than the inside. It's like a runner in a race. That's why when you look right. at a racetrack for runners Staggered and they start. stagger start yeah, because exactly. that outer track is a longer loop than the inner track is. That's why they get a head start per se. Right. Okay, That's how yeah. that works. Yeah. Now, once they all move to the inside, they make their full lap and they run to the inside. It's all even because they're running around the inside of the track at that point. But the same thing happens on your automobile. Each tire is traveling at a different distance. So four-wheel auto allows that front and back to have some slippage, if you would, right. back and forth. Well, keep this in mind. As it's doing that slippage in those clutch packs, there's natural wear that's happening inside the transfer case when it's in that four-wheel auto mode. So I'm one that would tell you that I kind of have the opposite approach to four-wheel auto than most. I would only use that in select instances, right. and I would use that less frequently than I would the four-wheel drive lock mode. Right. Because there's less wear and tear on everything, believe it or not, in the lock mode than there is the auto mode. Right, exactly. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you're on, if you're driving up the mountains and you've got clear dry lanes and then it turns to snow and then it's plowed and then it goes back to dry lanes stuff like that maybe the auto mode is the best way to go or you know in a subdivision or or whatever maybe that's the way to go but if you're on packed dirt all road the time or, or packed solid snow leave it in, in four wheel drive that's yep. right leave it in lock mode yep, now exactly. the four wheel low of course is exactly what it says it gives you a whole nother range top speeds about 30 miles an hour 35 miles an hour max it gives you a whole nother set of quote-unquote low gears it's actually high numerical but they call it low gears that right. that enable you to you know get up a, out of a sticky situation a little better get up a hill a little better uh if you if you're towing something you need low range to get started like on a boat ramp things like right. that that's where you would use that for low setting 99 percent of people will never, never use need it. it never use it and, and things along that's those exactly lines. right but, so but yeah pulling up yeah i mean it's just a whole different different way and i hope i explain if there's any other questions by the way and all of that please ask we can answer them there's never a dumb question just feel free to ask at 303-477-5600 jack in boulder you're next hi hey i love this show incidentally thank you like uh, it's first first time i've heard it but i used to listen to car shows on radio before and i thought oh who were these guys they're actually talking about cars with answers that make sense thank you jack um yeah, you're welcome. So I kind of have a two-part, two-part question. Sure. Um, first of all, uh, the, on the the uh, marquee and then the Crown Victoria. So I read some time ago that um, the Crown Victoria was the second safest car in the world. First, it was the Lexus, and then it was the Crown Vic because uh, on the interstate, if it gets sideways, it won't roll. Or if it goes down a bank, it has a tendency to track down the bank. Unlike a uh, SUV, they're high-centered. You get them sideways on the interstate, and they'll just roll. Mm. So that was one thing I read. Have you I would not, that that would not shock me. I've never seen a stat on that, but that would not surprise me at all. Yeah, right. So that was pretty impressive. And the second, the, here's the second part. 
Sorry, and busy when they mentioned the uh, the marquee. So I've been kind of checking this out. The the uh, ninety seven or ninety eight marquee had a sleeper motor put in that was uh, Ford put in a motor that was about three hundred and ten horsepower, and then Chevrolet did the same thing in the two thousand seven Chevy Impala. They put in a motor way over 300 horsepower. And then Volkswagen did it in 2016. I happened to own one. And they put an Audi motor in, which was close to 300 horsepower. It was a, When I drove it, it was a rocket ship. And the, uh, when I bought it, the, um, the expert on uh, Volkswagen said, well, he said, you have a, there's a sleeper motor in this car. So it'll, uh, it, the speedometer said... You know, 160. Of course, they'll never go. But he said it'll go there. I did try to open it up, up in up in Wyoming one day, and I got to 125 and took my foot off. So, do you know anything about this manufacturers putting in these high horsepower motors, not telling everybody that it's a high horsepower motor? Well, they've they've done similar things like that, Jack, for years. I mean, really, even back to the mid 60s, where they would derate an engine, and a lot of times they would do that to get around some of the quote-unquote safety measures that the feds were making them do on different vehicles, and some of that is still true today. So there are times, certain vehicles, certain, you know, certain, you know, makes and models of vehicles where you will find an engine that is actually more powerful than what they've stated, mainly due to what I just said a moment ago. Which, what are all those makes and models? I, I cannot rattle all of them off, but there's been many of those throughout the years. Oh yeah. So then, this is true. Yes, mm-hmm. they they do it. Yes, they do it all the time. Yes. Can I? Now, it's not as prevalent as it's not as prevalent today, Jack, as what it was. You know, even back in the '60s and '70s. But to your point, right. yes, they've done it all along, and they still do at times. When it's probably not as relevant or not as relevant now, just because they're all high, you know, high output engines. They're all higher horsepower, anyway. anyways. Right, yes, exactly. But, but when so, they weren't, yes, they did yeah. that a lot. Uh huh. Yeah. Can I ask you one more question? Sure, of course. Okay, okay. I have. I, I'm sitting in it right now. It's a 2021 Ford Escape SE, and it has this uh, transmission. You know, no more shifter on the. Uh, it's a little thing you turn, but it has um, a high. It's all-wheel drive. It has regular and then low range, and then it has five configurations. Mm-hmm. Of forward, correct. Which is okay. You know all that, right? Correct. And then, so, and it also has uh, eight gears. So when I multiplied it out, I come up with sixty-four forward gears. Not really. No, right. Exactly. There's there's modes right. of those gears, but they're not independent gears. Now with the low range, you would have eight and eight, so you would have sixteen at that point, but then you would have different modes of those 16, depending upon what they're doing inside the transfer case itself. That's where those modes come into play, not necessarily, I don't want to be careful I say this, because yes, they're controlling some different outputs and how the transmission reacts, but the the majority of those modes are happening in the transfer case and not necessarily the transmission itself. There are software things that are happening with the transmission programming, I should say, Jack, in those modes, yeah. but it's mostly in the transfer case that that's happening. Yeah. It, it's kind of crazy. I mean, I thought. Oh, well, they can do a lot now through the programming yeah. 
of you know everything from the pressures in the transmission itself, what's the viscous coupler doing inside the transfer case, on and on we go. So yes, they yeah. have become very, very sophisticated. And by the way, incorporating all of that into, and in your car, this is the case, incorporating all of that into the ABS system of the car itself, where they know what wheel is slipping and not, there's a lot of inputs coming in, making things adjust depending upon the mode you've got that selector in. And also on your engine software, too. That's they right, can, too. Re- they can have a different throttle response. They can de- power it and so on that's exactly right yes yeah does this all-wheel drive really work because i have one setting it's called deep snow and then another one called slippery and i'm trying to figure out okay which one works the best well what they're doing is depending upon the conditions back to what i said a moment ago about that kind of that auto track which started in the gm world in kind of the early 2000s it's just a more sophisticated system of what i explained earlier with that 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 trailblazer it's just getting more sophisticated in your vehicle so they're able to either apply more pressure to those clutch packs or less pressure and the throttle response ken mentioned and 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 jack they're doing in each one of those modes depending upon what you need well, it does go good in the snow. My Volkswagen Jetta, I did put studded snow tires on all four. It didn't work at all. It was terrible. It wouldn't go in the snow. I mean, I just had to park it. This thing, it just has regular, you know, mud and snow tires right. on it, and it goes. All the snowstorms, what's up with that? Why won't the Volkswagen go good with studded snows, yet this car... It'll go anywhere it's in any of the snow. Weight, weight distribution. That mm-hmm. car you're driving actually has pretty good weight distribution front to back to where you've got pretty even pressure on all wheels. And to your point a moment ago, what they're doing in the software, and, and, and this is the advantage of these later model all-wheel drives. You're, you're driving a 21. It's one of the newest ones out, by the way. Yes, every single year, Jack, they get better and better and better with all of that. Yeah, I'm one of these people now. I'm a senior citizen too. I'm 76, so I'm uh, every three years now I get a new car. Okay, I have the money and I good and for I you. I want to do it almost. Yeah. Nothing like wrong a with that. Again. No, you're nothing wrong with that. And <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to argue with on that one. I think you're you're very wise in that, Jack. Nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. Well, you have a new car and it's always under warranty. Right. And uh, modern. Anyways, technology. God bless you guys. Hey, good thank job. you, Jack. You no, too. thanks for listening. Glad you're listening to us, Mike and Highlands Ranch. Hang tight. Another all-wheel drive comment. We'll be right back. Uh, stay tuned, guys. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. As the cold comes in, don't let the heat go out. Call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air for all of your HVAC, electrical, and boiler needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. They specialize in HVAC, boilers, and all your electrical needs. This is not the time of year to mess with heating issues. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, focused on doing the job right at an affordable price. They are a top-rated home services company with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. For a limited time, KLZ listeners who purchase a high-efficiency American Standard Furnace will receive a free air purification system. Terms and conditions apply. Call now for an estimate on your new furnace, 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electric. 
electrical, heating, and air. Winter is here, and we've seen snow, high winds, and fires. You need to make sure your vehicle is ready for whatever Mother Nature throws at you. Let Extreme Auto Repair get you ready for anything that may come your way. With supply chain issues affecting everything we purchase, make sure you don't delay in getting whatever you need for your car or truck done before it's too late. They service all makes and models of vehicles, and they specialize in diesel repair. Don't forget, they also sell tires, and Cooper tires are at their cost. Don't be that person who waits until the last minute to get their vehicle ready. Get into Extreme Auto Repair now. Find them at drive-radio.com. That's drive-radio.com, or call 303-841-1071. That's Extreme Auto Repair. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm, but you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Nigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. All right, Drive Radio KLZ 560. Thanks for calling. One thing I want to add really quick before I take Mike is, you know, that that last call we had from Jack on the 21 uh, Ford Escape. What all these new feature software, the dial and so on, what all that's doing is essentially doing what we as drivers, you know, I say we, Ken and I and a lot of you listening, it's it's taking a lot of the guesswork out of what we used to have to do manually, feather the throttle, you know, do this, do that, you know, even tap on the brake at times. It used to be you'd drive with two feet in the snow, depending upon what you wanted the vehicle to do. What these different modes are doing now is all of that for you automatically. Right. Where you don't have to do it yourself. Yep. That's why when I plow snow with a newer truck, I turn all that junk off because I want to be in control of what I'm doing when I'm pushing snow. I don't want the computer telling me what it needs to be doing. I want to be the guy in charge. Exactly. And there's times where it controlling it doesn't work for me. And and for safety purposes, it, it, it works very well. Yeah, that's right. And because try to get the back end to slide out on something right now. You can't, you can't. in most cases. Yeah, it's, it's, that's right. It's, it's that's applying right. brakes and everything. That's right. So. Mike, you're up next, sir. Hey, guys. Uh, top of the morning. I love the show as usual. Thank you, sir. I have a 2020 uh Toyota Limited, and it it comes in the limited package with all-wheel drive. Okay. And I have noticed, uh, 
the subject you're discussing is maddening in this vehicle because the all-wheel drive in the snow, if you start off from an intersection, it box. If you turn, you can get the back end to walk around or it'll push. And then all of a sudden it wakes up, the computer wakes up, and it's fine. I prefer in the snow to stick it in four-wheel high and, and leave that all-wheel drive alone. Sure, it's yeah. absolutely maddening. I get why you do it in your plow trucks. I have no control over right. it, and if I'm coming into a corner that's slick in all-wheel drive, it's it it it's trying to find itself. It's right. searching, and you can feel it searching, yep. and it's dangerous. I wish I could have got this with your regular boys, you know, <laughs> where fun. you could lock it in. I mean, it's it's there's a few seconds there that it's not pleasant in any way shape or form. no i and i, I drive and enough so, new vehicles in fact i'll review a few of these probably at the top of the 11 o'clock hour and some of these i've driven in the snow lately and mike i i understand everything you're talking about fully and it's i know why they do it and ken said it earlier the safety side of it and for the average driver and so on i get why all these things are there and they've automated it but I'm kind of one of those guys where, depending upon what the train is like and even what the conditions are on the road itself, I may be manually turning some of those things off because I, I want to be the one in charge, not I don't want the car in charge. Right. Exactly. Well, uh, you know, John, I I spent a lot of years racing cars, but but I'm used to being the, the control that you get <laughs> even in snow, yep. uh, that you can do things with it. That by virtue of braking and throttle, and when all-wheel drive with the computer systems uh, that they've got on them, just absolutely, uh, it's maddening. So I've learned, I, I had to go out and experiment, and I've learned to lock it into four-wheel drive when it's slick, because the, the computerized all-wheel drive is frightening. But, but uh, just another great addition point. to your subject great there. No, you're great. All right, guys. Great point, Mike. No, thank, thank you. That, that's a great. He, he's right, and those are some of the things that, again, you as a driver have to be. You know, you have to make some of those decisions for yourself as to how you want to do this. And for most, it's going to be you know leave it on and just let it do it, let it do right. its thing. But yeah, when on one of our vehicles, the suburban actually was all wheel drive. I didn't even realize when we bought it, but it was, it was all wheel drive. It still is. It's got three hundred k on it, and. I never noticed any issues like that. I mean, my wife drove it most of the time, but I never noticed any issues along those lines. What year is it? It's 04. So yeah, it's, so it's, it's previous older. to a lot of the other controls. That It's really pretty much all in the T case, and that's it. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it has the stability you right. know, system and, uh, you know, all that stuff. But I, I never noticed any, never had any issues with it not, you know. Wanting to respond? Exactly. You know, uh, Actually, those so, are, that's because those are really good systems back then actually yeah you know I they mean, were pretty solid and actually it's, my my daughter still drives yeah. that vehicle and i mean case in point yeah, yeah and never any issues with yeah. that transfer case either yeah. so yeah mark and wiggins you're next hey good morning again uh you guys were talking about tires and uh i've had a particular tire that i really like is the uh the michelin x ice yeah um when I've when I've used that in the winter time, you have to try to get that thing to slide. Mm, whether yeah. it's it's no, it grips. Um, the other thing I really like about that particular tire 
is it almost has a uh, kind of a summer tire feel to it when it's dry and and quietness so you know like some of the other snow tires that i've used in the past were really loud uh, especially if you had uh, the uh, studs in them which i don't really recommend anymore right um, because they do more damage on the road yes. and damage to your vehicle when they come slinging off and, yeah. and throw the balance of the vehicle off. But right. um, I just wanted to point that out. The Michelin XIs are fantastic tires. I have run um, those on my winter car, too. Nice. And, um, yeah, they are, like you said, they just that description alone is, is, is what I was thinking, too. And I couldn't think of the name. I knew they were Michelin, but I couldn't think of the name of them. But, yeah, they're, they're a good tire. Nice. The uh, the uh, question of the day, favorite race yes. movie, that, that's a tough one uh, because you already took one of them, which was Days of Thunder. But just recently, uh, I'm cutting ties with Netflix because, well, I've got my free antenna and I don't need it. Yeah. Um, they, they have a uh, special on Bubba Wallace, and it's I've only got about halfway through it, but it's really good. Hmm. It's just called Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace. Okay, I'll watch it. Uh, somebody else mentioned, by the way, which is a horse race movie, but Hidalgo, by the way. Oh, yeah. Doug mentioned that, so that's sure. another good movie. If you haven't seen Hidalgo, by the way, it's a great movie. Yeah. I will have to look that up. All right. No, it, 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 Mark, it's a great so movie. Bad. Actually, watch it. It's really good. Before you get rid of Netflix, watch it, because yeah. I think it's on there. Okay. Yeah. We'll do. It's actually been one of their specials lately, I've, I've noticed. So, yeah, watch it. Yeah. It's Endurance. And yeah, it's everything. great. It's yeah, a great it's movie. A great movie, yeah. Hildago, you said? Hildago. Yeah. Very good. All, All right, right, guys. Have a great day. You too. Appreciate it, Mark. Uh, Mike and Littleton, hang tight. you got a break question. We'll take some time with that. we got a break right now, though. So uh, hang tight. We'll come right back here and take your call. Lines open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. 
You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a Novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the Novus link that's Novus Autoglass a proud sponsor of Drive Radio Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The Performance Oil Service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. You might be misinformed about your home insurance policy, and while you're making the claim, is not the time to find out. Paul Lewinberger knows this and will educate you about the types of home insurance so you can make the right choices. There are three different kinds of home insurance. Structural home insurance covering the outside, liability insurance for if someone gets hurt on your property, and contents insurance for possessions inside the home. Paul knows that the insurance money received after a big loss is often not enough for total loss replacement. In fact, with other companies, there is no such thing as total loss replacement. That's unique to Paul. Make sure your coverage matches your premium. Otherwise, you can't have the peace of mind that you should have with insurance. Work with someone who will make sure you have the right policy. Call Paul Lewinberger at 303-662-0789 to learn about getting coverage that gives you peace of mind. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Welcome back. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tune Tech Automotive out in Aurora, which, by the way, not too far here from the studios at uh, 225 and Colfax. If you need anything out in the Aurora area, please give Ken a call. You can find all of our shops, by the way. Go to the website, drive-radio.com or drive-radio.com, and they're all listed there. Click on it, and it makes it really easy that way. Mike and Littleton, go ahead, sir. Hey, guys. I love your program. Thank you. Um, I've got a question for you on an 07 Forerunner. I, um, I've got a couple other cars, not a problem with them, never been a problem with another car. But in this one, after I've taken a, one or two trips up in the mountains and, you know, handled coming downhill and I frequently will downshift into a fourth or third or something mm-hmm. like that, um, the brakes are starting to uh, pulse. And take it in, sure enough, they say the rotors need to be turned. They turn the rotors, problem goes away. Until I take it in the mountains again and take it on a downhill run, and yep. they start pulsing again after I get back. And I, I can't figure out why this car is doing it when my other cars don't. And I'm pretty good at driving in the mountains. I don't have any problem with that. Any ideas on what else could cause that besides, or what could cause the rotors to warp early? Have they been? They're not warping either, by the way. That's another misconception that has been in our industry forever. They create hot spots just like a flywheel does when you've got a clutch. In the old days when a clutch would chatter because there was a hot spot on the, on the flywheel itself or on the pressure plate, your rotors are doing the exact same thing that those hot spots caused 
on 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 the on the oh. clutch disc. So a lot of guys will tell you that they're warped. They're not warped. They just get hot spots, and of course those hot spots are harder than the rest of the rotor, which is what the pad then hangs up on, and that's where the pulsation comes from. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. So yeah. they're not warping like everybody thinks. They're they're generating hot spots because frankly that vehicle is underbraked. Yep. Right. Okay. Good point. And is point. is so the um, are those rotors being resurfaced or, or replaced or replaced? Resurfaced. Okay. That's the other issue. I would. I They're would, already too thin to begin with. Right. I resurfacing would. just adds. You know. And here again, everybody thinks. Well, when you resurface it, you're making it thinner, which makes it warp easier. No, you're making it thinner, which means there's not as much metal to dissipate the heat as easily. The heat up That's quicker. why they get yeah. hot spots. Yeah. Yeah. So and by the oh, way, that is okay. one of those vehicles, Mike, if you were to go look online, there are a gazillion brake upgrade kits for that vehicle because it's been a problem since they were made. Oh, is that right? What, what does that upgrade consist of? What kind of parts? Different rotors, different calipers, different pads, and so on. They, they make literally a four-wheel brake oh, wow. disc kit upgrade for those vehicles, and they're anywhere from... I don't know, five hundred bucks to a thousand bucks, depending upon the money you want to spend to do it. That's the parts side of it, not not the uh, installation. Okay. So okay. you know, you, you could upgrade okay. those and probably spend a couple of grand uh, doing it, but have something that really does stop well once you're done. But those were under break from the get go. Oh, okay. And that was okay. a, that was a problem. Super. You know, they were heavier. Uh, you know, they kept adding things to them, you know, uh, fancier interiors and so on and so forth. And unfortunately, Toyota didn't yep. really do anything to upgrade the braking system on those vehicles. So as they got heavier and the rotating mass of even the wheels and tires got larger, well, of course, it takes more to slow all that down. And Toyota, for some odd reason, they're a very smart company. But in that world, they did not do the correct upgrades. If you think yours is bad, go drive a Sequoia of the same year. They're even worse. Yeah. And, and Toyota's not oh, the only one right. that has no, that No, that's issue. right. They, a lot right. of them were There's that way. There's a lot of different manufacturers that do that. GM half-ton trucks were the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot of vehicles in that era, Mike, that were in that same world. Yeah. Yep. So you think it's better to go with an upgrade or just have the rotors replaced? I would upgrade. I mean, if you're going to keep the vehicle long-term and drive it like you're saying you're going to, or like you've been doing, I should say, I would upgrade it. Yep. Okay. All right. Good advice. Okay. I appreciate it. You're Thank very, you very welcome. much, guys. You're very thanks, welcome. Mike, no, thanks for the for Good. the call. We appreciate it very much. Joe in Jersey, we'll get you on here before the top of the hour. Go ahead, sir. All right, John, uh, kind of related uh, question about fuel injector cleaning. My daughter's Jeep, uh, about six years old, V6 engine, just turned 100,000 miles. Her mileage has gone to hell in a handbasket. I buy a can of 44K, and I was talking to my new local mechanic here, and he's saying, well, uh, you need to probably have her do a like a uh, shop fuel injector cleaner first of all i don't know how that's different you know what is a shop machine uh, fuel injector cleaner yeah yeah wait uh, by the way great question so uh and this is really true especially on uh you know vehicles that get high miles will 44k help maybe maybe not 44k just and, and i think even if the bg guys were sitting here listening to me say this they would say it the exact same way because they have an injector service uh, you know, f- full bore, you know, cleaning system, uh, you know, the shop side, like you're talking about, Joe. So even BG sells that. 44K is maintenance only. 
It is not designed to really get in there and do a heavy cleaning of the upper end of the engine. And keep in mind, the 44K or any injection service can only clean what's on the back side of the valves, and that depends upon whether it's a direct injection vehicle or not. If it's a direct injection vehicle, it's a whole other ballgame like the, like the article you sent me that I'll get into later in the, in the program. As long as it's not a direct injection vehicle, yes, the shop systems, and what I mean by that is you're running a heavier, detergent through the vehicle for a longer period of time than what you'll ever do with 44k yeah all right and again i heard it just it's a v6 six years old just turned 100 100, uh what would you look at first in terms of getting her she's down to like 16 17 miles per gallon i i would Um, do a full bore top engine clean motor vacuum or the bg system either one works well doesn't matter which which you know what the shop is using depending upon where you're at it could be either or both would work well i would do that first then i would do the epr oil change you know treatment with bg i would do that for the next couple of times uh if not every time hereafter but i would definitely do the the epr and then at the same time just add 44k as maintenance to it at the same time that's how i would do it yeah and how about how about plugs she's never changed the plugs in that thing and they need done that's they need done for sure exactly definitely all right so if you had to guess it which is hurting her the most is that the Injectors or the plugs are fifty-fifty. All uh, right. <laughs> well, the the plugs, uh, uh, I, plugs I, the plugs won't do much mileage right. wise. That won't change much no. mile on your mileage. But your but they need done just because yeah. you're you're putting more resistance in the coil packs and it's hard on them. So they just need done because of that. Yeah, and they're due at hundred k anyway. Yep. So it could even be all right. So the so the best thing she could do to reclaim her mileage is get the uh, uh, top end fuel fuel injector cleaners. And, and while she's at it on that Jeep, the other thing that people forget when it comes to mileage is also looking at all the other fluids on the vehicle as well. Transmission, transfer case, differentials. Believe it or not, every one of those, as they get uh, fluid that breaks down, will put more friction and wear inside of those components and put more drag on the vehicle and reduce mileage as well. Right. Exactly. All right. All right. Well, so yeah, all of the above. She's never, yeah. All right. So uh, I'm going to tell her she's looking at a big bill. Dad may have to help. That's going to be a bigger bill. Yeah, I mean, she's probably looking at total services on everything we just said, couple of grand, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Uh, what's a, what's a top-end fuel injector clean typically run? Four to 500 anymore. Yeah, with an oil change. Because yeah, yeah. you do that at the same time. So, yeah. Yeah, it all goes so by the time together, you do the oil so. change, do the plugs, do the other boxes, yeah, you're, again, you're going to be a couple grand. Mm-hmm. Now, you could do it in stages. Yeah, like, it doesn't have to be done at once. Right. But, yeah, yeah exactly. it's going to be done. Yeah. But you want to do probably yeah, I, I, the the plugs and the top end clean at the same time. Well, and the oil change. You really that's all three go all together. All once. Yeah, yes, exactly. And you don't necessarily have to change the plugs when you do a top end clean. But if I it's would. due, I would. Yeah, yeah, do those first. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I think I just before I left Colorado for that uh, cross country trip, I had the fuel injectors done and new plugs. And of course, in the Hemi, that's sixteen plugs, two per cylinder. Right. I remember that cost me like. That's right. Twenty four hundred bucks. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Now she doesn't. She's only got one plug per cylinder, right? That's <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. She only uh, has six. This yeah. the, yeah. the top has to come off and, the yeah. top of the engine. And, right. and it's. Oh, they have to take it off. The That's a bear to do. Yeah. Yeah, they're a real pain. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. I'll let her, I'll let right. her know the bad news, guys. Thanks. All right, Joe, All right, thanks, thanks, as always. We appreciate it. Thanks for that article as well. I'll talk about that when we come back. Joe sent me a really great article this past week on direct injection vehicles from the mechanical side of it and why they carbon up and do what they do. I'll get into some of that probably the second hour. Mark in Denver, I know you got a question on sensors. Hang tight. I want to give you plenty of time. Uh, hang tight through the news. We'll come right back here. Get yours right at the top of the hour. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.